0: Hello, and welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hartnett, and in today's podcast, we are returning to our series looking at the business of golf. With big tournaments on the near horizon, golf tourism delivering real value for the economy and golf clubs bringing the sport to an ever bigger and ever younger audience, there is no better time to be diving deeper into the sport. We are able to do so through the great support of our partners KPMG, Golf Ireland and Forefront Sports. And you can find out more over the coming weeks and months on what we have planned for the business of golf as part of Sport for Business. Today's guest is Paul Gilman, the Tournament Director of the 2023 Horizon Irish Open at the K-Club. We talk about Paul's sporting heritage and coming on board with the DP World Tour, the challenges of creating a huge international sporting arena on a private golf club, and what his hopes are for this year's tournament and that of future years. We were down at the K-Club, and during the course of the interview, you will hear the odd bird song and the hum of a mower keeping the greens in trim. Sorry about that, but we didn't want to get in the way of sport, as I'm sure you'll understand. So it's brilliant to be here at the the K-Club only a couple of weeks out now from the horizon irish open you're the the new kid on the block this is your first time as the as the tournament director tell us a little bit about you and about how you've you've come to take on the role so um i have i started back in uh
1: 2001 with the img in, the, in their golf division so i was uh, working through Uh, the corporate side of their business, so golf days, uh, plugging in the the professional players for for mainly sort of corporate settings, corporate programs. And then I moved into their um, professional tournament division, um, effectively part of the promoter team, uh, delivering events. So I worked on the the Abu Dhabi HSBC championship from its inception in 2006 through to 2012. as well as the Alfred Dunhill Lynx and the Johnny Walker uh, Championship with Glen Eagles, Volvo World Match Plays, uh, lots of different events across their portfolio and then took a break from golf and I moved across to the US and I joined, um, I joined this company which some people have heard of, some people haven't, um, a new genre of mass participation sport called Tough Mudder okay mud obstacle racing so you couldn't really get a, a you know, dichotomy of you know, <laughs> know golf to mud obstacle racing uh, was it was a was a real stretch but i wanted to do that to, to sort of further develop myself from a, a, an event delivery perspective yeah, you know trying to take on a different genre of of delivery with you know all the commercialization around you know, new ventures startups etc and learned a lot during my time there also working in the us it's a very different sort of place to work so Did that for three or four years then, uh, for personal reasons, came up moved from the US to Ireland. Obviously, I'm I'm English, but I have a strong Irish heritage. Um, And moved back to to Ireland and did a bit of freelance work, a bit of consultancy, did a few bits and pieces for the DP World Tour. And then, uh, I guess, opportunity just arose to, to, to join back up with the DP World Tour. Um, they were sort of uh, looking to to reshape things a little bit, and that was that was back in sort of late uh, 2022. Joined up with them, and and then there was a little bit of a reshuffle, so to speak, uh, pretty quickly after that, where. Simon, uh, the, the sort of previous championship director for, for the Irish Open, moved into a new role, and so the opportunity with me being located over here in Ireland to, to take this one on arose, and I was absolutely
0: delighted to, you know, to get my hands on it. Had you been involved in, in the delivery of the, of the Irish Open no, in the past? No, no,
1: I and mean, I'd been, I'd been sort of knocking because i because I'd been located in Ireland, I'd been knocking on the door a little bit to sort of say, hey, you know, like, there's a resource here, can you want to hmm. want to use me? I always w- always had my eye on, 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 on this event as being something that I could, you know, I felt from a, an in-market presence I could really kind of do some good stuff with. Um, but, you know, I had to kind of like wait wait my time, you know, just wait for the opportunity to arise. And it, it didn't initially happen, and then it suddenly did. And it sort
0: of, yeah, you know, it was a yeah, pleasure. And, and it's nice to have the consistency. So this is the first of three in, in 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 the in the odd years over the next five that it's going to be staged here in the K club does that make it easier from your point of view that this is a track which it knows how to put on the big events obviously the biggest yeah, th- 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 mean, in the world that, that that's an intangible like it,
1: it, it coming back to a venue, uh, most events do it year on year so they get to, to take those learnings each year come back and, and improve on them and, and you know, tease out all the problems and work with the teams on the ground at each venue to, to, to really form that sort of you know slick operating team the Irish Open as you know moves moves around historically has moved around so so the, the K Club commitment through to 27 with the you know, every other year um, that goes some way to bridge the gap of we will be able to take our learnings we will know the sites hopefully the teams on both sides dp world tour and the k club stay in place for majority i mean we can't we can't dictate how you know people move around from a, a job perspective but it absolutely makes a you know a huge difference to to improving not just the delivery but also just the the messaging the the opportunity the experience um, and, and just really working with the community here as well to, to make sure that we you know whatever we learn year one we improve upon for them because that when we, when we drop into you know different locations that is that is definitely part of what our legacy needs to be it needs to be a, a positive
0: impact on the, on the local community. That is important and it's important in the the DNA almost of the DP World Tour and, and golf itself. Has really taken on this concept of legacy. Even looking at the the promotional videos for the you know, for the Horizon Irish Open, it's talking about our future golf stars and 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 making it a sport which is more attractive to a younger than ever audience. I was fortunate enough; I was over at the Open Championship and Royal Liverpool. And you know, kids under sixteen go free. You've got you know kids that are, are parading around. They love the idea of being so close to the stars. Is that something which? You feel that maybe golf has has caught on to now because it was never quite in that space of appealing 100%. to the younger. And I
1: think I think I think that's exactly the direction of travel that we're that we're headed in as a as a DP World Tour. Um, the way I see it is that you know, golf is the platform, and it's the you know. The, core fans and it's what it's what we sort of you know it's it's what our bread and butter is but actually how do we attract that new audience how do we how do we make sure the younger generations are engaging we have to make this this event an entertainment property we have to uh, facilitate to new audiences to every demographic possible and we've got to you know bring them down and by virtue of bringing people through the gates, whether it's to see the music, whether it's to uh, enjoy the the culinary, the new culinary experiences, whatever it is that we're going to offer, which we're trying to sort of take an all-rounded approach to, it brings people through the gates, they get to touch golf even if they're not already a converted golf fan. And Hopefully that then keeps that generational thing alive where it's a fixture in in their sort of their year, they come to the golf each year and they bring the kids down and, and you know, slowly and slowly you get to build that, you know, that sort of affinity with the sport as much as everything else. So that, that's kind of the, the goal, make
0: it an all-round entertainment property this is this is going to be entertainment in golf terms at the at the highest level it's probably the strongest deepest field that we'll have seen taking part in the event for for a number of years obviously Rory as a as a headliner but you're going to have Shane you're going to have Seamus Porig really strong Irish presence and then only just recently you've just announced that Minwoo Lee and Billy Horschel and you know some of the real global stars that are actually coming here is that is that part of the role as a tournament director that you've got to be out there tapping on shoulders, whispering in ears, trying to persuade both players and agents that you know that this is the place that you really want to come to?
1: Yeah, so there's a, there's a number of factors involved there. And I think it's, it absolutely is, is my responsibility to make sure we are delivering the best field for all our stakeholders, whether it be the fans, whether it be the partners that, that invest in, into the event. Um We at DP World Tour have an entire team dedicated to exactly that. Um, I don't have to actually tap on the the agent's shoulders. as somebody else that that is their sole responsibility to have those discussions. We need to facilitate that, of course. The the date change into September is part of that strategy for for the Irish Open. Um, Working closer closer with the PGA Tour has always been part of, what does that mean? It means facilitating both sides of the Atlantic so that they can work seamlessly together. And all of that you know, gives gives the, the the players the opportunity coming to great venues. You know, that is absolutely key. Um, that helps bring bring people across, and and just elevating the entire experience for for the player player group is is part of our strategy to make our product better year on year.
0: The move to September is is really important. It's coming off the back of the Ailingus College Football Classic which brings you know forty thousand American tourists in. Obviously some of those are going to stay and the idea of seeing an open championship they'd be they'd be loving that. Is that a is that a permanent fixture now, or a semi permanent, or is there still a little bit of flexibility each year when it comes to the tour calendar? Uh,
1: I, I would hate to say it's permanent because obviously things, you know, as you, as well documented, the, the golf landscape can change. <laughs> um, is is in a state of, of flux to a certain degree. Um, it is semi permanent. We, as I said, working with the PGA Tour to, to to put the Irish Open in September is definitely part of a medium to long-term plan. Um, we have no uh, we have no desires to, to, to wholesale change uh, going into 24. Uh, we'll be announcing the 24 schedule I think in a few weeks time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, ab- absolutely. It's uh, I don't want to use the the permanency piece, but it's it's semi-permanent for
0: sure. And and does it help with the Ryder Cup coming back to Ireland again down to Adair Manor in, in 2027? Obviously, Ryder Cup, September, Ireland. That's a, it's a neat circle it's, that's it, being created. Absolutely,
1: it's a neat circle, and I think you know, there's a huge amount of excitement. Obviously, we're we're in Rome uh, for this edition, but we, the Irish Open, falls on the you know, the week after you know, the the final team announcement is made and Luke's picks are done. Um, and so we will get you know we'll get the benefit of seeing a lot of those uh, stars for the European team here in September. And then moving forward into into 2024, and then the journey and the road to Adair, um, I think it, it makes perfect sense. It builds a wonderful narrative. Uh, certainly a narrative that the K Club uh, are wanting to be part of, uh, both with their historic you know, legacy piece with the Ryder Cup, but also joining that that journey for, for Ireland as a uh, as a nation to, to to get on the road to Ryder Cup. It it, it joins up quite nicely. And.
0: There's a lot of newness about us. You've got Michael Featherstone, obviously this will be his first Irish Open as the as the owner of the course. You've got Paul Peary who's coming in as, as the general manager as well and you, and yourself. Um, a new team eager to make a mark eager to do things a little bit differently how are you all working together is it a, is it a good is it good fun coming to work
1: it, it is like, it's, it, like like any new team or, or sort of you know, new groups coming together there is a learning process there's a ways of working there is they have the daily resort to, to run so we have to be very mindful that we're not getting in the way of you know business as usual daily operations um, they have a, a lot to learn from us as to what you know, what does it mean bringing a, a, a an event of this scale because the last time we were here it was a different different management team in, in, entirely so there's a there's a couple of common threads across that people that we here in 2016 that can add into the mix but Paul and the team I mean that first of all they have a world-class venue uh, second of all Jerry Byrne, the, the heads uh, head greenkeeper is he was here for Ryder Cup, so he he has been and done it all, a phenomenal experience and he's done some tremendous work on the golf course. So it has been, you know, testing because we're we're all new to to it in in some degree, but the working relationship is brilliant and we we really look forward to almost already 2025 when we can bring the learnings of this year and, and add that experience in and, and by the time we get to, to 2027, it, it should be a, a, a well-oiled machine.
0: It's interesting you say about the, running it as a resort, and that's often the biggest of challenges because you're putting on a you know a major international event, but you've got to try and fit in september comes at the end of the summer the summer is obviously the time when most american tourists are coming over here and looking to play the course how challenging is it to actually find that right balance i know i i was lucky enough to play down here with dubai duty free only a couple of weeks ago and it was all green and pleasant and verdant and no infrastructure or anything like that in place now sort of you know six weeks out from uh, you know from the open uh, even a little bit less it's the white tents are going up the branding is starting to appear it's beginning to look like a venue as opposed to a golf course again how how difficult is that
1: um it's 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 all about balance and compromise. it's, it's also about you know trying as best as we can to put in place long-term approach so understanding what you know, what what's the k club what the k club have going on that we need to navigate around from our, our build what's our key timelines what's our you know when do we have to have certain things in place? The, the 18th uh, Green Hospitality, as you can see behind you, is, is a huge structure that takes a long time to build. So we just have to be respectful and mindful of you know, each, each other's needs and, and requirements. And so far, I think it's worked really well. You know, again, you know, we, we'll take some learnings if they have you know, some key, key future business, key days on the golf course that we need to avoid. We will always work around that um, as we get more efficient. We will also be able to be tighter with our build schedules and, and stuff like that so it's it's a real balance of collaboration communication but ultimately you know s- setting the long-term plans so that we can all be ahead of ahead of what's coming as opposed
0: to reacting on the ground we can probably hear some of the work that's going on in the background apologies listeners if that's but this is this is real this is happening um that sort of that build that creation of a venue there's a sense of excitement i'm sure for the members that comes with that as well so i'm sure that would help in terms of the logistics like how much you know how much infrastructure do you have to build in order to actually stage an event of this magnitude
1: Uh, it's pretty significant. We we have, you know, as I just mentioned, we have a, a very large uh, commercial uh, family, as we call it. So lots of lots of partners. Um, they have uh, obviously all their, their needs and requirements in, in the sense of you know hospitality and, and and everything else that they they want to do activations in the in the sponsor village. So every year it grows. As, as you know, as the as the, the vehicle of the Irish Open you know, grows and, and, and sort of expands, um, I, I couldn't tell you the exact square meterage of tents that we put down, but it's it's significant and it's a it's a ten week build process, which you know is up there with you know some of the, the, the biggest events on the tour
0: and it is one of the biggest events on the tour isn't it i know you know the open championship obviously that that sells out and is a, is a huge driver but but the irish open traditionally was always a real tentpole on the on the tour because of the enthusiasm of irish fans what's the target for for now in in 2023 in terms of getting people here getting people out on the course how many how many numbers of feet are we going to see on the ground well
1: we're we're, we're hoping to be in the, in the region of anywhere between 70 and 80 thousand um, proximity to Dublin uh, as opposed to you know previous years is going to help um, with that we think there's a, a large audience of like I said mentioned before um, you know, not just your core golf fans but casual big event fans you know, that's an audience that we want to tap into by offering more than just the golf sets so of a, a family day out a day out with music entertainment etc um, so the ambition is always to grow uh, but grow through predominantly the experience and the, the quality of the event you know, that, that we deliver not just measuring it on numbers um but but really just you know improving our product you know year on year on year
0: well the very best of luck over the next couple of weeks it'd be great to come down again and talk to you on the business of golf one more time maybe after the event i'll let you have a sleep lie down in a darkened room for a couple of days afterwards but then to talk about it after then that after that but it Looks fabulous! It's going to be a great event, and uh, the very best of luck in this being your first. Thank you very Horizon much, Horizon Irish Open. Thank you, much appreciate. I hope you enjoyed that. The Horizon Irish Open takes place at the K Club between the seventh and tenth of September. You can get tickets at tickets.europeantour.com or click the link in the show notes. Before that, the KPMG Women's Irish Open is on at Drumoland Castle the week before and promises to be equally exciting. Again, click on the link in the show notes to get tickets for that. If you want to find out more about the commercial world of Irish sport in all its forms, then join us at sportforbusiness.com or drop me a line at rob at sportforbusiness.com just to say hi. You can subscribe to this podcast, which drops every Tuesday and Thursday across a wide range of sports and sponsorship-related areas on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Sign up as well to our twice-daily email bulletins or check us out on Twitter or LinkedIn. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us today.